Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And don't forget to follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at RMK Madness. Thank you very much. I have been rather quiet on the social media. Yeah, just a little bit quiet lately. Uh, past few days. I, I, I hope your weekend was well, but mine, mine was a bit rough. Just a tad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Madcaps, I have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> no, I'm not that old. It happens. Uh, my doctor believes largely my diet, stress, things of that nature contribute mostly to it. I probably agree. I do eat rather terribly. <laughs> but, I did, and I've been checked out. I've been scoped and stuff. I don't have anything serious, which is why the conclusion is uh, just a rough tummy, basically. So, I just had, it was just a rough weekend with that. My stomach was just bad this weekend. And then, and then I, I was just a little bit just off mentally because my stomach was bothering me so much. So I didn't get as much sleep. And then COVID stuff and Trump stuff and it's all stressing me out. I just think it, a little bit of, it got to me. You know, a little bit overwhelmed. So I just had a couple of down days. Just sat around with the kids. Played some video games. Watched hockey and basketball. And speaking of the kids, they also made things a little bit difficult. Oh, they're getting a little restless, which I don't blame them. We haven't spent a lot of time outside within the past four or five days. And a lot of that is, well, A, the fucking heat. B, it's kind of smoky outside. If, if you haven't noticed, there's fires all over the place across the fucking country. Uh, uh, just like there's tropical storms about to hit the Gulf Coast. Like, there's some crazy weather shit going on. But these got these, there's wildfires all over the place. I live here in Colorado. And we have plenty of them here. And then there's, you know, the madness in fucking California. And so that, you know, it's just, it's thick with smoke, man. And, and you, you know, where we live, it isn't absolutely awful, but there's definitely a haze. And even the weather says, yep, it's, it's, it's uh, bad air quality. I think it's how they put it. Bad air, poor air quality, actually. Poor air quality. So that's what we've been dealing with. Plus, we have these fucking neighbors, right? They have these kids, and they just let them run around outside all the time, which is fine, normally. But during this, we have to be safe. Because my wife is high risk. And again, I don't want to catch COVID. I don't, I don't know if, I don't want to find out how bad it'll affect me. <laughs> I'm damn near 40. I smoke at the ciggies. Not the most healthiest dude as we've been through. And I'm working on all of that. But still, I always felt I had a pretty good immune system. I always have. I don't generally get very, very sick. But I still don't want to fucking find out. And so if we're going to be around people... They had to have they have to be safe themselves and be not 
spending a lot of time around other people, going to large gatherings, wearing, and they need to be wearing masks, things like that. And these neighbors do none of that. <laughs> okay. So then their kids come outside, and they're not wearing masks either, and I cannot let these kids play with my kids. So these kids come outside, and they just want to come play with my kids, and I'm sorry I have to be a dick, but we're going inside. <laughs> it's rough, man. And I, I hate doing it, but I can't take the chance that one of those kids somehow got it because of the, you know, recklessness of the family. I can't, you know, risk that one of them got it and will pass it on to one of my kids and then to me and my wife. I just can't risk it. <sighs> Wish people would just think about stuff a little bit more. But I digress. I got into a little bit of that shit last week. I'll take it easy. I'll take it easy. I'll keep it a little lighter. But so it kind of a rough weekend, but I did I, I did a little late Saturday night. I get back into music a little bit, and <clears throat> basically, my brother being around a little bit more, doing a little bit better. We always meshed well creatively when it comes to came to music, you know. And he was over. His birthday was as of recent, and he was over for a little bit, and. We did a little music stuff. And yes, my brother is safe. He's only been here for a little bit. He don't even hang out with anybody. He's, you know, still working through some stuff. I digress. So, he was over. Got to do a little music with him, so that inspired me. I cleaned up my bass and my guitars, and I got my drum sitting there, and I plug in the amp to, you know, get that flowing again. So it was nice to get back in the groove with some music. And then, you know, I started feeling a little better throughout Sunday. Because really all this started like Thursday, Friday, my stomach and all that stuff. And I, I was feeling okay for the pod Friday. But it was kind of after that. I just, it was like Friday kind of went downhill. And that, <laughs> but Sunday, Sunday got a little better. Watched a lot of food and hokey. Some MBA, smoked with the wife. I got some rearranging in the garage done. Oh, man. Yeah, got some stuff done on Sunday. So I was feeling a little bit better yesterday by the end of the night. And so here we are, back on track, good to go. So enough about me. I apologize. It's just been a bit of a crazy weekend. You know what I mean? And, you know, when you're dealing with, like, the physical and the mental and then it's it just feels like the world is going crazy. Like I'm I'm ready for the return of the murder hornets and and for aliens to come and fuck it. Let's bring on like dragons and trolls and and Cthulhu. Let's just fucking bring all the stuffs. This is how we do in 2020. Let's just fucking do it and get it over with. Let's just go. Anyway, I still feel like I uh, might have had a better weekend than the NFL. Because apparently they had a testing setback and multiple teams were affected with false positive. Now, I don't see this being the biggest of deals right at the moment. And pertaining to fantasy football, I'm sure it's driving the coaches of the teams affected crazy. Because you're like, man, false positive. Like, I could have had this dude, you know. Might not be a biggie now, but imagine that happening during the season. That could be a little bit disastrous. I'm telling you, it's going to be a wild year. Be prepared. 
And a little bit of saw, I, you know, of NFL Twitter this weekend had fun, the whole theoretic thing. Uh, yeah, again, no one needs to be concerned of Mr. Riddick. <laughs> this is not Riddick from Pitch Black and the Chronicles of Riddick movies. No, this is Theo Riddick, who, man, he's got to be approaching, what, 30? Maybe older? And... While he's not terrible as far as his play... (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That was literally the first time I think I've ever sneezed during a podcast. But it just came out of nowhere. I couldn't hold it in. You suck, you jackass. That was literally... I could not stop it. I could not control it. There was nothing I could do there. It just came... Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Damn allergies. And I swear, the past few years, they've just gotten worse. It's Sorry, I've, I've done a lot of complaining about what's going on with me in this particular episode. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, still ticking, still rolling, so it's all good. And we move on. We continue. Speaking of Twitter, noticed a few things. Recent. As of recent. The... the I mentioned this before, but just the way people are high on Eckler, I'm just not sure I can get on board. There's some positive stuff coming out of camp with Joshua Kelly. And again, you take it all with a grain of salt, and you got Justin Jackson there. But you still got to think, Eckler, how much more are they going to give him? Because his run efficiency, again, is poor. He's like 30-something. Like, that's concerning. And then he has Tyrod, who historically is not as friendly towards, you know, passing the running backs as a Phillip Rivers. That needs to be taken into account. So if he's possibly going to be ceding touches to Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, and then, you know, he's still going to be a good fantasy asset, but I just don't like the price. I just don't. I just don't. And some people really... Just love them some Austin Eckler. And I just, you know, it just feels like a Damian Williams type of situation. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And yet, people are really down on Damian Harris. Not everybody, but some. I've seen a couple of things of people posting like, you know, why are we trying to make Damian Harris a thing? He's not going to be a thing. Give it up. He's never going to be a thing. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know, man. He's above average in speed, burst. I mean, he was one of the guys in Alabama. Josh Jacobs didn't get a full-time role because Damian Harris was there. Reports coming out of camp. Damian Harris getting a a large workload. And it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm sorry, he's the most talented running back on that team right now. It's debatable. You can go Sony Michelle if you'd like, but with him on the pup and likely to begin the season on the pup list, you're going to go Rex Burkhead? Fuck no. If work if Rex Burkhead had been so good for the Patriots, they wouldn't have drafted Sony Michelle and then Damian Harris. In my opinion. No. At James White, 
Now, I like White, but he has a role. He's getting older. How much longer is he going to hold on to that? And then Lamar Miller, don't even get me started. Get the fuck out of here with Lamar Miller. Not worried at all. That was a depth signing. Last I saw, he was hurt already, or maybe he came in hurt. <laughs> but I just, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But I suppose I don't have to. I'm going to keep rolling with what I feel confident in, and hopefully it pays off. Like Keyshawn Vaughn is another one. Some still have that Rojo love, and I get it. But he's not the greatest, from what I understand, at pass blocking. So what happens if he gets Tom Brady, the star aging quarterback, sacked a couple of times? That's not going to be good. He also missed a few passes from Brady recently in practice. Like them hands, baby. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians is praising Keyshawn Vaughn. And so many people were like, yeah, Rojo's getting love. They signed Shady McCoy. Yeah, get out of here, Keyshawn Vaughn. (sighs) Okay, look out. That's all I'm going to say. Look out. Do the best comparable to Dalvin Cook. 74th percentile, 40-yard dash, and speed score. And his burst score was a little bit low. Doesn't have the rest of the test, but 90th percentile, college dominator. Bam. College target share, 74th percentile. I, I like what this dude can do in this offense. But we'll see. We shall see. But I'm putting my money on Keyshawn Vaughn, baby. Keyshawn Vaughn, baby. Now, the player profiler, I almost fucked that up. I almost did. I usually have a hard time with that player profiler. Writing team has created a league. Well, two leagues. League A, League B. The winners of each facing each other for the title. You know, it's a free league, which is, you know, bragging rights. Bragging rights for, uh, you know, the best on the writing team. And I think that I might try and see if these fellas, since we're doing it for free, maybe we can, you know, each donate 25 bucks to a charity or something. I don't know. I don't know. I know people usually donate more. But I don't have a lot more. (laughs) The mad chatter be a poor white boy. Okay, folks. Okay. Thank you. (sighs) But yes, draft beginning this morning. I pick at five. And I'm very excited. Superflex. Tight end premium. This should be interesting. Very interesting. And I'm very excited to see how this all plays out. So, you know what? Let's fucking chat. Some redraft strategy. Yeah! (sighs) Redraft. Redraft, baby. It's a different, it's a different animal. It really is. You got to have a different approach. See, I do so much dynasty that I often sometimes forget, hey, you got to switch that up a little bit for the redraft. You know? I mean, when it comes to a one-year league, there's certain things you got to think about, like quarterback and tight end. I'm much more willing to wait on those. The reason I like attacking them a little bit early in Dynasty is because in Dynasty, 
I want one of those top guys because I know they're going to be around and productive. Whereas someone like a Josh Allen, who, yes, has been, was, you know, top 10 last year for fantasy purposes. And that's someone you could have gotten later. Someone who, personally, I would avoid this year. <laughs> Especially with his ADP. But you, can, you don't have to place the importance on it. Because some of those guys that you would get, like, for example, a Matthew Stafford. As someone I would definitely take in a redraft, but probably not a dynasty. Not that he's terrible for dynasty, but in dynasty, my main focus, at least with my starters, right, is I want to try and go young but productive, right? Because I want to be able to, you know, compete now and into the future. And then you try and hit young upside, young upside, 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 upside. Well, when it comes to redraft, you want something a little more steady, right? You want to make sure you get steady contributors. You're going to be a little less risky in the first few rounds. Now, I still advocate for your bench spots later rounds, still shooting for the upside, right? Particularly, you know, in a redraft, you don't have as deep a bench, as you do in Dynasty. Most of the Dynasty leagues I play in, the, the bench is pretty deep. There's, so there's not a lot on the waiver wire. But I love playing the waiver wire, and I'm damn good at it, and that is one of the ways you fucking win in a redraft league. So, you get your core group, much like I would do in Dynasty, and then shoot for upside, much like in Dynasty. Only here, with less bench spots, you're probably going to be cycling, you know, some of those guys out, picking up some free agents. And you want to be make sure that you're paying attention throughout the year because it's better to be a couple weeks early on a guy than a couple weeks late. Eh? Right? 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 So, got to play things a little bit differently. Now, obviously... Against super flex, tight end, you still, you want to keep that a little bit higher. You know, slight uptick for, for redraft, but still, you can wait on those. There's guys worthy of redraft that personally, for me, I'm not taking in Dynasty. <laughs> but redraft, yes. I would also say, where you pick very much matters. Now, me personally, I really like getting my draft slot at the top of the draft or the bottom of the draft. Because I <clears throat> like those picks back to back. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I like them back to back. I really do. I like having those picks right there so just so I can nab two. And it's great, especially if you're trying to pull off a kind of modified zero RB strategy. Now, this redraft, I'm going to have to play it safer. The whole zero RB, modified zero RB, becomes a little more difficult in redraft. Particularly because of the shorter benches, you're going to have to make sure you hit some of those waiver wire targets. And for me, when I'm, I'm picking in the middle of the draft, I usually very much dislike that. But that's okay. In a redraft, 
that kind of keeps me in line, right? Because at five, I very likely will get one of the top backs. And that's what I want. And then I can reassess when it comes back around, right? Because really, ideally, get your skill players first. Now, I'm an advocate always of no matter what kind of draft you're in, if you're in a particular point in the draft where you're just not seeing anything that, well, anyone, any particular player that grabs your fucking attention and really says, hey, chatter, draft me right now, please, you know I'm the man. No, you get to a point where there's none of that. And so... You have to sit there and think, well, what should I do? QB or tight end? If you're sitting there, round four, round five, and you're like, man, I don't like any of the RBs, wide receivers in this range, the ones I like. Shit, could probably get them next turn. This is when you can attack quarterback or tight end. It's great. At least that's how I approach it. But if you can wait, wait particularly in a redraft. I try to wait in Dynasty, but it's hard because I want to get at least one of those guys that I feel confident in, that has the youth and the likely potential of maintaining a QB1 status for the next several years, like a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Shall I go on? I think Baker Mayfield's going to get there. He's one I'm targeting. In redraft. I think Stafford will be a good one because I think he'll have a good year. People are down on Rodgers. They think they're just going to be running the ball all the time. You do know Rodgers gets a lot of points when he dumps the ball off to Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones runs it a shit ton of yards for a touchdown. You know what I mean? (laughs) It benefits both ways. But again, don't treat it as much like a dynasty draft because it's not it's not a startup draft youth matters less right and if it's a one-year thing then you really don't want to be spending early picks on rookies particularly this year the year of covid now i am someone who said i could see more rookies getting time and things like that simply because of the salary cap issues next year and how teams might be trying to save money this year so that it rolls over to next year but in a redraft, eh, <laughs> better do your research and know who's really making waves in camp. And even then, that's iffy. I'm always wary. I'm Like I talked about last pod, I always am wary of the training camp news because how many times, how many years? I mean, shit, this Ronald Jones shit we've been hearing. <laughs> so, like, you hear shit in training camp. It doesn't always translate. Okay, so that's why I say be wary, be careful. But glean what from it what you can and use it. Another aspect that's much more important in redraft than dynasty would be schedules, bye weeks. They just matter more. Now, of course, you're not going to pass up two great players if they have the same bye week. But in a redraft... If there's a third really great player there, you're likely to go with two that don't have the same bye week. 
if you're in a tough race for a playoff spot and you've got one week where you have a shit ton of guys, your starters, and a shit ton of your starters on your bench because of a bye week, that's going to be a problem unless you've drafted so fucking well that your bench is loaded, which is possible. I have done it. <laughs> and the schedules, man. I love Zeke this year in redraft, particularly because I think this is going to be one of the best offenses in the league. It's going to be high-powered. I think Zeke is hungry after last year because he knows he got the contract and everybody's talking about it and he's talking about respect. And I think he's going to come out and slay. And the schedule, now, this is another thing you have to take with a grain of salt in a way because just because one team was great defensively last year doesn't mean they will be in 2020. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean they had a bad def- run defense last year. You're going to be able to run all over them this year too. Nah, maybe not. Maybe it's improved. So that needs you need to take that into consideration. Who did they draft? Who did they sign in free agency? Did What did they do to bulk up their defense? So, just things to think about when you're approaching a redraft league. Right? Play the shit out the waiver wire. Say it again. Play the shit out of the waiver wire. That's fucking right. That's fucking right. Play the shit out the waiver wire. (sighs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Pick five. Pick five. I really don't like being kind of in the middle, but we'll see how it goes. 12 teams, by the way, 12 teams. 12 teams. And like I said, super flex, tight end premium. So I'm going to keep my eye on the quarterbacks and the tight ends. But I'm really hoping to get through the first, you know, four or five rounds, hopefully, going just running back wide receiver. If I could get two backs, three receivers, I'd be feeling pretty good. But we'll see how it all plays out. I'm really hoping I can get Zeke at five. Because you think Christian McCaffrey, someone's going to be an asshole and take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, guaranteed. So there's two. <laughs> then, Alvin Kamara, who else is there? Dalvin Cook. I feel like I'm forgetting some names that would be above Zeke. But I'm having a fucking brain fart. I'm forgetting something. Saquon. <laughs> Goodness. So I do feel like there's a decent chance I could end up with Zeke. And I would be very happy with that. Yes, indeed. <sighs> But yeah, and then, you know, keep keep an eye on the QBs. Like I said, you're going to want to wait a little bit longer. It's not the same as Dynasty. There, there, There's guys that are just not as valuable or attractive in Dynasty as they are in Redraft. So you're more comfortable waiting, right? You don't necessarily have to get that Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Ah, no. Fuck Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson is what I meant. I know. I know. It's, 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 and it's really cliche, but it's the truth. You, you can't really win the title during the draft, but you sure can fucking lose it. And that's why I say, you know, when it, when it comes to a redraft, you have to make sure 
particularly your core. Now, in a dynasty, you want to get your core and you want it solid. So, you, again, you compete for the now and the future. But you can play around with it a little more. Be more flexible. Hit the youth a little bit more. Now, in redraft, it's a one-year thing. These are your guys. You want to try and get those that you feel are going to be consistent, productive, that have had it in the past. You don't want to take too much risk, at least with your core. And then you get to your bench, and you go for the upside. You go for the... I just love upside. I love taking guys that I feel have upside, particularly the ones nobody else talks about. And then when they hit, it just makes you feel so good inside. So nice and warm and fuzzy inside. That's right. That's that's right. Just nice and warm and fuzzy. Can't win it in the draft, but you can fucking lose it. Don't forget that. That is right. That is right. Pot over. Pot over, man. And woman. Time to close up shop. Do not forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RMK Madness. Keep your eyes out. Oh, what the hell was that? (laughs) That was my speaker. Oh my goodness. That scared the shit out of me. That scared the ever-loving... <laughs> not literally. Not literally. Although with my stomach issues this weekend, I suppose I could have. <laughs> anyway. Don't forget to follow me. Once again. <laughs> and keep your eyes out. I got an article coming out this week. I got a few more in the works. Got some good stuff. A guillotine league strategy article best ball league strategy article and a Damian Harris puff piece. It's all coming. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good stuff. So keep an eye on my Twitters, on my Instagram. Don't forget to check out my other pod, Miscellaneous Debris. You can find that wherever you find this one. However you find, you know, listening to this one. Subscribe, download all the good stuff. Yeah. Yes. And I'll update on my draft on, on, on Friday. Let you know how this, uh, how this player profiler league draft is going and how I feel about my team. It's going to be tough. A lot of good writers, a lot of good analysts, a lot of good fantasy football minds. It's going to be a tough draft, but I'm ready and I'm excited and I'm fucking pumped up to be quite honest. <sighs> so I will keep you updated. Yes, I will. I'm sure there'll be mention and chatter of it on Twitter. And then we'll go over it on the pod on Friday. That's right, that's right. Okay. Okay, everybody, thank you once again for joining me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Or week. It's week. Weekend's over, bro. Get your head straight, bro. (sighs) The weekend was kind of hazy for me. Well, literally and figuratively. (laughs) A bit. So, yeah, yeah, have a great week. There you go. Have a great week, everyone. And watch some fucking hockey. It's been great. Some fucking hooky. Watch it. It's been fucking awesome. I know I talk about it a lot, but I love the hockey. I love the hockey. Anyway, as always, much love to you all. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Mm. Ta-ta for now. Laters.